linked it down lift to that. Yeah, um, lift and peeve. Lift and peeve. That's a way of saying like you're angry or you're mad. Don't be miffed and peeve. Miffed. Don't be miffed and peeve. It's a real word. It's a real word. It's a real word. I don't use it. But it's Not in your vocab? Down to dunk. Yes. This is Stephen Adams. Don't be miffed and peeved. No, you can't be miffed and peeved. Right. No. This is Stephen Adams. You can't be miffed and peeved because you're listening to Down to Dunk. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of CLNS Media, also dailyfinder.com, and featured on Dash Radio, 5 o'clock Central Time. Today's show is brought to you by Grady Carter of Metro Brokers of Oklahoma, and Grady Carter wants to be your homeboy. You can find him, homeboyok.com, homeboyok on Twitter and Instagram. Go find him, follow him, because he can help you get into the home of your dreams or sell your current home. He's a GRI designee. He knows everything that you need to know about buying or selling a home. He and he's just a great guy. Like you're just he's a guy you want to be around, he's a guy that you want to talk to, he's a guy that will be your friend as well as your realtor. He will do right by you and your family. So please contact him today if you're looking to buy or sell a home. With me on the line is my good friend Alex Spears. Alex, how's it going? Good morning. Good morning. The Thunder lost last night 120 to 112 to the new look Cleveland Cavaliers. But there's some pretty there's some pretty stellar stat lines in there. Steven Adams in particular was an absolute monster last night. He had 22 and 17, 12 offensive rebounds, two steals, a block. He was absolutely incredible. And 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 not just that, like his counting stats were amazing, but he was setting some nasty picks last night. Mm-hmm. He was just blowing up JR like multiple times at the end of the game. I saw, I saw several people tweet last night. Just Stephen Adams has to be the strongest man in the NBA. Like he just has to be. And that has to be so frustrating when you like run into his picks over and over again. Oh man, I can't imagine. He he is such a beast, and he was he was incredible. There were times where like he would end up with an offensive rebound, and I'd look over. I was sitting with John Hamm at the game last night, and I was just like, "How did he get that?" Like, how did that end up in his hands? Like, there were, like, yeah. three people in front of him. Like, how did he do that? He's just, I mean, he's a, he is a really special player. Uh, I thought, I mean, the Thunder didn't play their best game, but I think, and Fred said this last night, like, against most teams, the Thunder win. The, right. The Cavs were just super hot. They were 44% from downtown. They shot 36 threes, and, you know, the Thunder didn't do a good job of limiting those. And that was that's the game, really, is that they were forty four percent from three. The Thunder were thirty one, uh, and that's kind of the game: sixteen threes to eleven threes. To, I mean, that's to me that's the story because they played well enough, really on both ends, to make it happen. There were some points in the fourth quarter for sure where uh, Adams wasn't able to get the defensive rebound or wasn't able to block out Larry Nance, and he had that tap out that ended up in a three. Uh, from Jordan Clarkson, and then um, he had another offensive rebound, and those were pretty pretty killer. But it seemed like the game was already out of reach at that point, anyways. But it was uh, overall, I thought the Thunder were fine. I thought Russell 
like you read, you look at his stats, his counting stats look good. He only had one turnover, 12 assists, seven boards, 21 points. Uh, he didn't shoot the ball well. He wasn't really moving well. Uh, he was really bad defensively last night, and I think that he's just kind of limited physically um, after coming off that ankle injury. Yeah, I, I thought it was a really competitive game. I thought it was really fun. Um, you know, I think the big turning point in the game, and this is what Fred wrote about last night, was the bench lineups, the non-LeBron lineups for the Cavs were just really good. Yep. And those were the times when you thought the Thunder would kind of chip away at that lead and even it up and just wasn't happening. I mean, LeBron was a minus one in that game last night. Yeah. And that was despite scoring 17 in the third. Oh my gosh. It was like after halftime, it was like, Oh, well, this game might be over. And then the Thunder went on a pretty impressive run after LeBron did that. But yeah, it, it was, it was crazy. I mean, you look at the plus minus for the, these three bench guys for the Cavs, Clarkson, uh, Jeff green and Larry Nance, Larry Nance plus 14 green plus 14 Clarkson plus 16. Yeah, and they all had good games. Yep. And, you know, Hood, Nance, and Clarkson each got 10 shots. They each hit 50% or more of their shots. Mm-hmm. Um, they just, that team, it's amazing how quick they changed. And they just feel so deep now. Yeah. Yeah, it's Cause, it's weird and, that it happened so quickly, too, that they were able right. to, It's like this team has been playing like this all season. Oh, they played like two games. Like, how did this I, I know. It's amazing. Um, I felt bad for Jeremy Grant because I thought he actually had a nice game. And then I was looking at the box score and he was a minus 19. <laughs> How did that happen? Because he had a lot of good know. moments last night. He I did. Mean, he had that hook shot that was just like, what the, what is that? Where did he had that the, come from? He had the full court pass. Yeah. Paul George. And yeah. then he had a really nice like interior pass to Steven Adams. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, I was impressed, and then I looked at that plus minus. It's like, oh man, I don't, I don't know where the passing came from, because he always kind of had like this herky jerky drive to the basket game that, frankly, last season didn't work. Like it was terrible, right. uh, and now he's good at it, and now he can pass. I mean, he is much improved. I don't know what to do with that minus nineteen number. I'm going to go ahead and say it's not his fault. Um, but it was, it's, he's a really good player. Like I'm, I think that you know we talked about trades and, and included him in a lot of trades. But I mean, I, I don't know if there's like a guy that's like a more versatile backup center guy. I mean, he and Larry Nance are probably pretty similar in that way that they can both like play backup center, but then they can also switch out. And you don't have to really worry about them. Uh, like he was. I don't know the, the Thunder have a player in Jeremy Grant. I haven't really liked him, you know, all season, but he continues to be effective. Um, even even though the box score says that he's not, um, <laughs> but he he continues to be really good and kind of a spark for the Thunder and a guy that they feel comfortable closing with. They did a little offense defense last night um, with he and Abrinas, but uh, I. I think that he's good and I don't I don't know who's really going to pay Jeremy Grant as like the market continues to tighten up uh, right. for the upcoming summer. You know everybody's kind of worried about he and Hustis and it's like well they can probably bring both of them back for pretty reasonable contracts if they want to. So, yeah, when you hear uh, like Nate Duncan talking about Marcus Smart getting like 3 years 15 million maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, "Oh, okay. Well then yeah, we'll probably bring Jeremy Grant back." Yeah, we can keep all our guys. 
<laughs> yeah. I'm like not worried about that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was good. Uh, they got nothing really from Patterson and Abrinas. And I think that some, uh, whose fault is that? I think that's Russell. I thought, Patterson only played 10 minutes. He did. I, I, I the minutes distribution was weird. Like, especially with two guys coming back from ankle injuries, Carmelo, 36 minutes, Paul George, 40 minutes, Steven Adams, 42 minutes, 42, Westbrook, yeah. 39 minutes. Yeah. Uh, the Westbrook and Adams numbers are, are too much for sure. Um, but they needed to find ways to get looks for the guys that are spacing the floor in Patterson and Abrinas, even in their limited minutes. I mean, Abrinas shot the ball three times and he really only shot it once because he had that one shot right. at the end of the game. Uh, and then another one just like a few seconds before that. So he didn't really, he wasn't really a part of anything. Uh, Patterson really wasn't either. He had an, and one that ended up being an offensive foul. Uh, he's actually he actually made a shot around the basket, which was just completely shocking because he hadn't done that all season. Um, he actually had like a beautiful touch pass where he was out on the three point line and it hit him and like split second, he passed it over to Raymond Felton. Um, and I feel like he, he I just want Patrick Patterson to play a lot more because I think he really helps the offense. And I think he's good defensively as well. He needs more than 10 minutes, especially now that if it seems like he's back from whatever was bothering him earlier in the season, mm-hmm. I just, you got to play him more than 10 minutes. Yeah. Now that you mentioned that 10 minutes is absurdly low for a guy yeah. that, you know, that he helped you beat the warriors the other night and is a really versatile defender. And uh, yeah, there's really no reason to not have played him more than that. But yeah, um, unless you want to be the uh, Timberwolves, you know, and just play your <laughs> starting five guys <laughs> all minutes. Yeah, that was that was strange, and I I don't know what the reasoning for playing Mello all those minutes were. Uh, but he was actually pretty. He was good last night, though. Like he no, he was solid. He was. 20, I mean, he twenty four and seven. Uh, he had a really nice block. Uh, I think it was in the fourth quarter, but he. He played well, and he just relished in going one-on-one against LeBron and scored on him multiple times, which was pretty fun to watch. Yeah, you probably don't want him having the most amount of shots. Um, last night, he right. just happened to had a really good shooting night. I mean, he was 10 for 22, um, which is fine. Um, but yeah, he had 22 shots. George and Westbrook both had 19. Adams, of course, only had 12, made eight of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, Carmelo was good last night but you could see if he had that same game and just wasn't hitting his shots it would have been like a brutal game just because he was taking so many yeah without without a doubt and the ball just kind of kept ending up in his hands and uh he did a lot of isolating last night and it just happened to work out but you're right if if the thunder are able to you know find ways to get a more shots or you know russell just needed to recognize that he it wasn't his night um you know he took three threes himself which has been a little uncharacteristic of him uh, in the second half of the season. But, you know, this is a good Cavs team. When you have a motivated LeBron James, he's really tough to beat. And he was incredible last night. He was really fun to watch. He just finds guys in the corner. Like, you're just he's just standing there and he's just waiting. He's really patient. And he just finds guys for these cross-court, you know, baseball passes to the corner. He's... He's just super special. He's so, so good. Um, and then, like, <clears throat> beyond him, like, J.R. Smith 
was on fire from three last night. He was six of nine from three, 18 points. Uh, I thought he was really great. I thought Nance was just all over the place and played a great game. Uh, Jeff Green was like, he like old manned himself to 10 points last night. It's kind of like, it was weird because every time it was just like these back down post-ups for Jeff Green. I was like, oh, is this really going to work, Jeff Green? It's like, oh, okay, it works, Jeff Green. Um, but yeah, this this is a good Cavs team. Rodney Hood, Jordan Clarkson combined for 28 points last night. Uh, they're going to continue to be good. It kind of, I mean, they have the firepower now, I feel like, to get back to the finals, um, which is great, which is what the Cavs need to do. And it's not exactly like the worst outcome in the world for this Cavs team to come together and beat the Thunder and to kind of roll through the rest of the regular season. Because if you have a happy LeBron and he's like, you know what, I kind of like playing with these guys and, you know, let me you know pick up my option for my last year. Like, that's a really good thing for OKC because like the right. thing, the thing yeah. that would draw Paul away is if LeBron said, you know, I'm going to L.A., Paul, you should come with me. But if this you know, Cavs team is actually good, uh, then he, he won't be doing that. So it's really not the most awful result for the Thunder in the grand scheme of things. And I'm really interested to watch Jordan Clarkson going forward because uh, just based on the podcast that I listen to, I, I do not watch a lot of Lakers games. And so I just assumed Jordan Clarkson was this terrible player. Right. Every podcast I listen to, they talk about how he's not any good mm-hmm. and, no, and no one seems to like him. Um, and I just wonder if maybe that has to do with the fact that he was playing for a terrible lottery team right. <laughs> for like his entire career. And maybe his destiny is like this amazing, like six man off the bench. Yeah, I I, I agree that the general opinion on him is that he is like an irrational confidence guy that's not as good as he thinks he is. And, you know, everyone was talking about his true shooting, but like he's got space now to to create and he is he is confident. Uh, he was really good last night. He's a difference maker. He was one of the reasons that the Cavs won that game. I would say one of the big reasons because he and Nance came in and were big time difference makers, especially to begin that fourth quarter. Like that, to me, that was the game. That was it right, right. there. Uh, and he and he was great. And yeah, and he's in his proper role now. I mean, I remember in Lakers seasons past, especially like when D'Angelo Russell was out with an injury, Jordan Clarkson was like their main guy, mm-hmm. um, which is not probably where he needs to be. Right. Um, and I'm sure that skewed how people viewed him. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's it's tough to know how someone is going to play or how they're going to fit in going from a bad team to a good team. And, you know, some people talk about how hard it is to play with LeBron, but, you know, a lot of guys have made careers by playing with LeBron James. Um, and guys like him, really, like Mo Williams was an all-star because he played next to LeBron <laughs> James. And Mo Williams would have never been an all-star anywhere else um, so it's it's pretty pretty incredible. I'd like to thank the press for sponsoring today's show. You've got to go to the press near downtown Oklahoma City in the Plaza District. A cool place to go. It's a cool part of town, uh, and the food is just incredible. You can go if you like avocado toast. They have an avocado toast that is just so good. Uh, feral bread baguette, avocado, sesame seeds, and cherry peppers. It's to die for. They have their waffle fry bonanza, waffle fries, queso, cheddar, diced red onion, diced bacon, 
and a barbecue drizzle. Oh my lord, you gotta go get that. And my favorite is their Buffalo Mac, which has the radiatory pasta, which is great pasta, by the way. Uh, Buffalo chicken strips, green onions, blue cheese, ranch drizzle. Oh my goodness. They also have a barbecue Mac option at the same price there. 11 bucks. You can get this dish. It's so, so good. So go check out the press today. Support the people that support down to dunk and eat at the press. Uh, now, uh, oh, have you have you looked at the standings? I was actually recently? just about to transition oh, really? into that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's they're, they're kind of scary. Uh, yeah, so the Thunder are fifth in the West still, but they're the Nuggets are only a half game back. The Portland Trailblazers only a half game back. The New Orleans Pelicans one and a half games back, and the Clippers are now uh, one and a half games back. Right. Uh. Yeah, and and then you have the Jazz right there, and the Jazz that like will never lose again. I'm convinced. So they've won ten in a row. Uh, they're just surging, like they're they're really good. Uh, and I don't know how long like the shooting streak will happen. The, they actually had a streak like this at the beginning of the season where they were just making everything. Um, I don't know how long that will last. I think Rubio is shooting like plus forty percent during this streak uh, before he got hurt which is just something that's really weird. Uh, but the Jazz, yeah, the Jazz could sneak up and grab a playoff spot. The Thunder, you know, the Thunder play again tonight in Memphis. Like, they just have to beat Memphis. Like, they just have to. You can't, you, it's okay to lose to a good team in the Cavs, but the Thunder have to cut this crap out of losing to bad teams because it's going to, it could cost them. You know, they could be the eighth seed, like like we talked about, which maybe is the worst <laughs> thing that they play the the Warriors first. I know we, I said we, I wanted that last week because we know uh, they'll show up, but 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 now that I've reconsidered, uh, I don't know if I really want that. I still think I'm, that this will be pretty close to what the standings are at the end of the season because I I think the Blazers and the Nuggets and the Pelicans and Clippers and Jazz are are ultimately more prone to losing more games than OKC is. Right. And, you know, Mello even talked about it last night that, you know, after the All-Star break, like, they're going to lock in. It's like, could, could you could you have locked <laughs> in, like, four weeks ago? Like, like why are we waiting so long to lock, lock in, Mello? Um, but I think that these players are ready for the All-Star break. I think they're ready to have a little bit of vacation time, to recharge, and then come back. Uh, and, you know, the Thunder have... You know, their schedule is, isn't too bad, uh, mostly because I feel like there's a ton of really awful teams. Oh, I was in their next 12 games. They play eight like definite tanking teams, like not even mm-hmm. like mediocre teams. They play Memphis, Sacramento twice, Phoenix twice, Orlando, Dallas and Atlanta. <laughs> That's eight of their next 12. So they have to pick up some wins there. I mean, <laughs> like it wouldn't surprise me if like they lost like half of those and then they beat Houston and Golden State. <laughs> right. Know, that's like they'll be like the most thunder thing ever. But they just have to start beating those teams. They just they just need they just need to stop Phoenix. They need to stop Orlando. They just can't they can't screw around anymore because the standings are they are, like you said, they're scary. And, and especially when you look at their end of season schedule. So those next twelve games look pretty good. Yeah. But then after that, um, they play the Clippers, and then they go at Toronto, at Boston, Miami, Portland, at Spurs, Denver at home, at the Pelicans, Golden State, at Houston, Miami. Like, 
pretty much all teams that are currently in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if if they're playing like they are now, where they're still dropping games to these dumb teams, that end of season stretch is going to be terrifying when it shows up. Actually, it's maybe the best thing because of the well, Spurs. that's true. Yeah, <laughs> like pretty well against good teams. <laughs> so maybe that's the best thing for him. And it really, it, it will be. You know, the Thunder always say like we don't necessarily need to be playing our best basketball in February and you know November or whatever they, they say we want to be playing our best basketball in late March and April. Well, we'll know because they are playing a lot of good teams. And, right. you know, maybe they are able to get, you know, a buyout guy that can come in and help a little bit too. Um, whenever guys like Abrinas and Houston can't really go. Uh, are there any, I don't know, there's not really anybody else, like Tony Allen's out there. And I don't think anybody's like super excited to get him on their team. So I think he'll sit there for a little bit while teams wait. But are there any other like potential buyout guys that interest you? No, and I, I was really against Tony Allen. I've kind of talked myself into it. Yeah. Um, you know, my main concerns were one, I don't, I just don't know how good he is anymore. And even if he is still good, you know, at the height of his powers back in like 2014, 15, when he got first team all defense, he was played off the court by the Warriors in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And, and that was like this huge moment. Is, it felt like in basketball history um, because it kind of like jump started this Warriors dynasty, um, and so and so I, that's how I felt like a week ago. But then I thought about it more. I was like, well, you know, those Memphis teams really didn't have a lot of shooting around them, so maybe it wouldn't be as bad if he was on the Thunder because um, you know those Memphis teams were like Mike Conley who wasn't shooting a lot of threes, Zach Randolph, um, Mark Gasol wasn't shooting any threes. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I started like talking myself back into it, you know, this team definitely could just use another body. Yeah. Um, if Billy is willing to play them, um, if, even if only for the regular season. Um, but yeah, th- in terms of other names, I mean, obviously the Contavious Caldwell Pope, which has only been said by Nate Duncan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm not going to get that excited about it, but if he really did want out and it would make sense because it doesn't seem like the Lakers are planning to pay him this summer mm-hmm. and he is going into a contract summer. Um, so if he, you know, I, I can talk my, I can, I can make up the scenario where he would ask out and then it would make sense for the Lakers to let him out because they don't want to, you know, piss off clutch. Um, cause he, he's one of the clutch people. Mm-hmm. So that, that's the only name though that I've heard that's gotten me excited. Andrew Bogut not doing it for me. No. Yeah, I mean, I think that Tony Allen is probably the most likely guy to end up on the team. And to me, as long as he's like a 10-minute-a-night guy, like, that's great. I, right. I think that he can help. My concern would be that in the past, I feel like they've relied on that kind of guy too much, like Karan Butler, Derek Fisher, uh, players like that, where they lean on them too much to the point where it's like, oh, crap, like... <laughs> These guys are old and we cannot play them. We shouldn't be playing them this many minutes. Um, well, not only that, like we still don't have a starting shooting guard. It's like every yeah. game day at like 5 p.m. You get the tweet from Fred that's like, uh, Billy still won't reveal the starting shooting guard. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the surprise, the suspense every time. 
I mean, maybe maybe Billy just noticed how sad so many of us were it, it, with the letdown from the trade deadline. He's trying to like add a bit of excitement <laughs> into each game night. I actually kind of like it though that they are doing it based on matchups. Yeah, they don't just say like Josh is our starting shooting guard or Alex is our starting shooting guard. Period. Because I do think that there will be times where one or the other will benefit from having more minutes. Uh, but doesn't that seem like such a non-Thunder thing to do? It is a very non-Thunder thing to do. That's uh, why it's so disorienting. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It is. And to me, like, Josh seems to be the guy that that fits that spot a little bit better. Uh, but Alex was really good against Memphis the other night, starting with Paul George. But he wasn't effective last night. He was a, but he was basically just a floor spacing decoy all night. And like that's was his job. And, you know, he, he does demand respect from, you know, opposing teams, which I think helped get open shots for these other guys. But you've got to use him because he can hit threes. If you can give him five or six shots a game, which you're not asking for much there, like he'll hit, you know, two or three of them. And on, like really good nights, he'll go four or five and help you win a game. So they've just they just have to find ways to get him involved. And you know, when I said it was Russell's fault earlier, I just I just felt like Russell was just off. He was off his game, and you know, he he wasn't. I don't know because he didn't turn the ball over that much. Like the, obviously he wasn't detrimental to the team, but he he didn't lift up his teammates like he could have. Um, do you want to move on? Let's move on to this week in Thunder history. But before we do that, Andrew, I have a very big life announcement. Oh, my. Oh, my. Uh, You know I'm a big Chick-fil-A guy, right? I do, yeah. I had Chick-fil-A breakfast for the very first (gasps) time. Oh, it is so good. Not a fan. No. What did you get? I got chicken minis. Okay, okay. And I got um, hash browns. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean... You know you can request fries in the morning, too. Really? Yeah. Because hash browns, in general, are just bad fries. Yeah, skip the hash browns. Yeah. Skip. And then the, my, my issue with the chicken minis is I didn't know whether to do it in all in one bite yeah. or to take two bites. And so what ended up happening is I would try, I would eat the whole nugget, and then I'd just have this, like, buttery bread left over. You don't like the buttery bread? I wasn't feeling it. wasn't well, feeling it. Well, I, I, I just really wanted some nugs. Uh, do you like bref- breakfast burritos? Uh, sure. What do you, oh, come on. What do you mean? Sure? I, I've never really had one. I've never really had You've one. You've never really had one. I haven't. I haven't. Alex. Okay. It's good. It's very is that, good. Is that like your go-to there? It's definitely my go-to. Do you like hmm. a, do you like a spicy salsa? No. God. For breakfast? Yes. No. I'm not eating salsa for breakfast. On the burrito. No, no. See, <laughs> you, you almost sold me, and I'm back out now. But you were not—you were not sold at all. <laughs> I'm not eating salsa. For breakfast. You like you like a biscuit? You like? You I should, do like biscuits. Yes. Okay, you got to go back for the chicken biscuit. It's good, but I can't do gravy. No, no, you don't do the gravy. You don't have to do the gravy. Well, do they even? I don't think they have gravy anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, Okay, this week's uh, this week in Thunder history. It's actually a short one, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a small nugget, a little morsel that comes to us from John Rody. Wrote uh, it February twelfth, two thousand eleven. Um, they used to have like I don't know if they still have it in the Daily Oklahoma, but they'd have these little side panels called Thunder Notebook, mm-hmm. 
where they just kind of have like these short hitters, these little stories. But it's actually a story that I don't know if I ever remembered hearing the first time. And I think it's a really good encapsulation of one of our favorite Thunder players. So the story was called Playful Thunder Preps Its All-Stars. Okay. So to orient the listeners, 2011, this was Katie's second All-Star appearance, but it was Russell Westbrook's first. And as part of the All-Star weekend, KD had agreed to compete in the three-point contest, okay? So, John Rohde writes, Thunder players stayed on the court an extra 30 minutes after Wednesday's practice and set up a trial run for Kevin Durant, who will compete in the three-point contest during All-Star weekend. Durant had 16 points in his first go-round after a slow start. Daquan Cook, the league's 2009 three-point contest winner, was off the mark and got booed by teammates. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All-star point guard Russell Westbrook had 23 points before running out of time with two balls still left and received a standing ovation. <laughs> I just thought that was the that's like so Westbrook. This was a guy who literally the year before was shooting 22 percent from three. Yeah. And of course, he gets put up against like one of the best shooters of all time and gets like 23 points, which would be insane yeah. in like a, a real setting. And he still had two balls left. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is so that is so russell they should put him in the three-point contest even though he stopped they shooting should. this season just put him in yeah it'd be great but yeah i just thought that was a really fun westbrook story that is funny paul george uh-huh. paul george in the three-point contest this weekend yeah paul george highest uh three-point percentage of his career correct yeah and he's hit he's hit an, an amazing amount of threes lately even with that sore forearm yeah that was looking back that is so weird like what does that even mean (laughs) i think they were just making it up because it seems to be i mean he's it seems like it was still sore yeah it still comes and goes it's it's so strange oh i before we move on to our last segment i just have to mention what russell was wearing last night he was wearing this jean jacket or a jean coat, but it stretched mm. all the way to the floor. Like a trench coat? Yes, like a jean, light jean trench coat. And I was just mesmerized. I was like, I did not know, one, that you could have that much jean on anything. And oh, really? This is coming from someone who I remember one Halloween, you wore <laughs> a jean jacket, oh. jeans. <laughs> And uh, like a flat top. <laughs> Didn't you have like a flat top hat or something? It was a, it was a mullet hat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. Okay. Let me rephrase. I didn't know that much jean could be on one item of clothing. <laughs> you thought there was like a denim limit for it per article. I just kept clothing. looking and I just I was like, wow, like it just keeps going. I have so much denim. That's amazing. It was so great. Must have been very jealous. I was extremely jealous. Um, <laughs> all right, let's move on to our, our last segment. Uh, okay, so we have a new game this week. Oh, my. Now, the trade deadline is really exciting. It's one of my favorite times of the year. But it's not uncommon to feel sad when it's over. Yeah. But when the trade deadline ends, it is also the unofficial start of the NBA draft season. Yes. Which the NBA draft is my favorite night of the year. Oh, I love the draft. I don't know if that's sad or not, but I don't care. Cause, no, it's, uh, no, it's great. We, we okay, had good. our, we had our down to dunk draft party. It was by far our biggest and best event. And p- people love the draft, man. It's great. It's great because not only do you get like all the draft, but you, it's also like a mini trade deadline or sometimes like a major trade trade deadline. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, college basketball is in full swing. We're coming up on March Madness. It's that time of the year where we we all turn into dress scouts overnight. So to celebrate the unofficial start of the NBA draft season, I have a new draft focus game. Uh, didn't give it a name. <laughs> uh, for right now, we'll just call it historical comps. Um, so for this game, I went to www.nbadraft.net. Yes. And I looked up who their historical comps were for all the Thunder players. Okay. Now, for the listeners, I'm sure there's some people out there who have never been to nbadraft.net. Oh, uh, I feel sorry for you. It's a wonderful Yeah, because site. back in the day, like even as recently as like five years ago, there just wasn't that much draft content online. Yep. You had Draft Express, and then if you wanted anything else, your next best option was NBADraft.net, <laughs> which has looked the exact same since like the day they put it up online. It's true. It does look like a 2004 <laughs> yeah. website. It's amazing. It does. It's kind of like the ugly stepsister to Draft Express. I have no <laughs> idea who runs it. I actually tried to find that out on their website last night. No idea who runs it. <laughs> they do claim that they talk to scouts, so I assume they do. Um, it, it's, it's a weird site, but when you're, when you love the NBA draft, like you just want to consume everything. Oh yeah. And part of that consumption has to be NBA draft.net. Now I really like my favorite part of NBA draft.net is you can click on any player and for every single player, they give a historical comp, uh-huh. which is a really hard thing to do. Oh, and really Frank, a lot of sites stopped doing it. Like draft express, they used to do it. They stopped doing it. Because it, it is kind of dumb, like if if you're being like serious, but it's yeah. also super fun. Oh, um, well, and it's it, it's just helpful to have a reference point. Like, who is this guy kind of like? Right. Yeah. Um, so I went through all the Thunder players because um, you can go back in their history. Now, um, some I couldn't do, which I'm not going to say why, because I don't want to uh, to skew you. I, I I only was able to do nine players. Okay. Um, now some of these I actually think are pretty good. Um, so you'll, you'll probably get some of these and I just realized that I forgot to add one. We're actually going to have 10. Oh, um, and I want to see how many you can guess correctly. Okay. So I'm going to current thunder players, current thunder players on the team right now. I'm going to give you the name of the historical comp and you're going to tell me which thunder player that is in reference to. Okay. Okay. Number one, Thaddeus Young. Thaddeus Young. Does that have to be a more recent guy? Ooh. <laughs> Good detective work. <laughs> uh, Jeremy Grant? Correct! Yes. All right. They That's are t- not similar. That is a terrible... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I do not think of Thaddeus Young, even in his young days, as like this crazy, like, leaper athletic guy. No. <laughs> At all. It's <laughs> a terrible uh, call. Hey, but you got it. You got figured it. it out. Uh, okay, number two, Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes. Uh, Hustis? Mm, that was Andre Robertson. Oh. oh, okay. I can, I can kind of see that. You can kind of see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, number three. Scotty Pippen. Paul George? Correct. Okay. I felt like that was the the easiest one. Yeah. 
Um, okay. Oh, and by, also, I tried to. There were a few players that were compared to guys that I just didn't really know that well. Okay. Um, so, like, there was one for Buck Williams, who I had to like look up and see who that was. Yeah. He actually played in Portland. Um, but so I took I took out players for that reason as well. Okay. okay. So next one, Aaron Gray. Do you remember him? Dear God, yes. <laughs> Big old guy from Pitt. Big old guy. Oh, man. Dakari? Yeah! Yes. Andrew, you're three for four. All right. Um, next one. We have six left. Next one. Terrence Ross. Um, Abrinas? should have gone with the first name i there know in there uh, i thought ferguson <laughs> but i was like they can't they just they can't just pick two black guys named terrence and just <laughs> say that they're the same i could right. kind of see it though you could see terrence ferguson being in a dunk contest yeah yeah it's not a, it really is not an awful comp it's yeah it's not that bad yeah um okay next one now this one they gave two players so i'm assuming they're saying that this person is a mix of these two guys so this person is a mix of Rajon Rondo and Montelas. Oh my gosh. It's a terrifying mix. <laughs> um, Rajon Rondo and Monte Ellis. Oh, <laughs> uh, Daniel Hamilton. Uh, that is Russell Westbrook. Oh God. <laughs> i i don't know that, like, that's a really weird combo because they're both extremes yeah like okay but here's the deal like back when russell was drafted that was not an insult oh no totally to be called and, those and, guys and everyone thought that he was going to be like more rondo and that he was going to be this defensive yeah um, athletic point guard yeah i don't really get the monte ellis thing because I mean, maybe just like the explosion, he, uh, Monte Ellis would get to the basket whenever he wanted that kind of thing. Yeah. Now that's um, like the most insulting cop ever. I know it's sad too. Cause yeah. I really like Monte Ellis. Yeah. I was a big fan, big fan of those bucks teams. Yeah. Him and Jennings. Yeah. Him and Jennings. And then they got JJ. Yeah. They had remember? JJ for like a month yeah, season. Yeah. That's great. I don't remember if that was the bucks and six team. Um, okay. Next one. We have four left. Uh, now I don't, rem- I don't know what this player was like, but I know the name Fred Hoiberg. Oh, Hoiberg. Okay. Let's see. That's gotta be a or a singular. I'm going to say a Correct. Yes. All right. Uh, three left. Now this one's going to be hard. I'm warning you up front. Okay. Sean Livingston. Sean Livingston. <laughs> uh, oh, who in the world is left that could be like Sean Livingston? <laughs> is that Daniel Hamilton? Uh, that is PJ Dozier. That is a that is not a comp. I know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know a ton about PJ Dozier, but uh, I don't think he's like Sean Livingston. Yeah, I I don't know. I just know he's number thirty-five. That's a weird cop. Okay, next one. 
Kiki Vandaway. Oh, Kiki Vandaway. Kiki Vandaway was good. Um. Oh my, Mello. Kyle Singler. No. <laughs> yeah. That's. Oh my gosh, I'm so mad about that. Okay, last one. Byron Mullins. Oh, Byron, don't call me BJ Mullins. Yeah. Um, Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams. <laughs> that that is my all time favorite <laughs> NBA Draft.net historical comp. <laughs> that is actually the reason why I wanted to do this entire game, <laughs> just to remind myself that NBA Draft.net said that Stephen Adams was going to be the next Byron Mullins. Wow. Which was even, it didn't make any sense even at the time. Like They clearly just didn't watch Stephen Adams. Well, we talked about it like not being that insulting to be Rajon Rondo, Monte Ellis. <laughs> being Byron Mullins at any point in time is a complete insult. Yeah, it is. Uh, oh, you, did, you did very well though, Andrew. Oh, thank you. I, uh, what, did Mello have one on there? No, so so the thing is that they only go back to 2004 in terms oh, of comps, okay, okay. Or, or 2005 because I couldn't get like Raymond Felton either. Mm-hmm. So there were some players I just had to cut, and then like uh, Buck Williams, that was uh, Patrick Patterson. Okay, um, <laughs> but I think it's a pretty fun game, that and we can we can uh, bring it back for you know if they're playing a team, you know we can do it for a different team. Yeah could be a recurring segment yeah i, I love some that. of these comps are just so ridiculous you could do we could do that or we could do uh basketball reference nicknames oh yeah Th- those are challenging because most of them you have never heard of yeah you know that one of Mello's nicknames is sweet melon <laughs> on basketball reference yes and so we're in after the uh after talking to Mello last night fred pulled <laughs> mellow aside it's like hey people call you sweet melon (laughs) (laughs) and he was like that's he said that's what they call him in china i guess oh really yeah and then he was like very adamant do not call me sweet melon (laughs) (laughs) well i always remembered uh, i always thought one of the funniest ones was draymond green was uh his nickname the dancing bear (laughs) (laughs) what and I, I, cause I made a post on Reddit NBA one time, like with all these random NBA nicknames that I found yeah. and all these Michigan state fans were like, yeah, yeah, that's just what his name was. Like, yeah. why is it so funny? How'd you not know? Yeah. <laughs> and I have no idea like the origin story of the dancing bear. I just really like that name. Out of context. It makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, Alex, thanks for coming on the show today. Follow him on Twitter at Al Baby Cakes. If you're not, you are missing out. Follow us on Twitter at Down to Dunk. Continue to leave us five-star iTunes reviews. You guys are so great. I know there's a lot of you that haven't done that yet. Uh, it would just really mean a lot to us if you could take just a few seconds of your day to do that, either on your phone. You can do it from your computer as well. iPad, probably. Uh, hope you guys have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you guys again on Friday. <laughs> <laughs>